Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis, and I'm joined by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, we're back in the studio. Um, the back conference in, room. <laughs> AKA the conference room <laughs> in hot South Carolina. How has it been? Um, besides my AC not working in my car uh, in the middle of the summer, it's it's been pretty good. So can't Have complain. you melted to your seat yet? Uh, pretty close. Gotten pretty close. <laughs> I, like My back has been sticking to it and, you know, whatever. I don't want to get too much in detail. But anyway. <laughs> Despite the blistering burns on your on your back. Uh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's been a pretty pleasant summer. No. Oh, good. Um, yeah, good. But you just got back from a big from a big trip, which we're going to talk about uh, this episode. I did, yeah. And the, this one was a, a personal trip. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Got back a uh, night before last from basically 10 days, eight, eight or nine days in the UK. And Sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. I, for those who don't know, my wife is English, um, and we met over at the University of St. Andrews, which means we have a bunch of friends in the UK, and being at our age, everybody's getting married. Um, everybody knows that age where you go to weddings all the time. Yeah. And up to this point, we've had to turn down most weddings in the UK because, you know, it's just a a gigantic and expensive trip. Right. But uh, for this one, my wife was a bridesmaid and they're very close friends and and we wouldn't have missed it for the world. So you had to go. Had to go. Had to go. Had to go. And what I really had to do more than anything was tie in four days of golf in Scotland before the wedding down in England. Of course. (laughs) Of course. As you do. It's just being reasonable. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Maximizing time. And the good thing was uh, I was going over with other American friends who are also friends with these people. And um, basically, we split it up to where my wife and uh, another friend went down to London. And then me and two other golfers went up to Scotland. Nice. And um, we were based in St. Andrews for basically four days. Mm-hmm. And um, just could not have had a better time. We, we packed in as much golf as possible. And uh, we'll run through that trip. And I, I hope that people use this not necessarily as a, a way to, you know, as a how-to to plan a, a golf trip to Scotland. We've actually done that back in season one. So everybody everybody can listen back to that. If you haven't already. If you haven't. But th- this is more going to be about the experience of those courses and how you could do kind of half a week in St. Andrews, whether you then go on to a different place or whether, like us, you're over there with non-golfers and you do kind of half a week of golf and then half a week of uh, whatever it may be, wedding right. activities or just kind of touristy stuff. Exactly, exactly. So I think starting off, what courses did you play? So we started off with the St. Andrews New Course. Nice. And we played that on our arrival day. And we'll kind of jump back to these and talk in more detail. But the next day was really our only uh, travel day. We drove down to Muirfield. Nice. And, uh, nice. and for those that don't know, that's a, about an hour and 45-minute drive south of St. Andrews down by Edinburgh. Um, did the 36-hole day at Muirfield with the proper coat and tie lunch. You know, they did the full thing. And I, it just cemented itself as one of the best experiences in golf. And a good time to be there. Timely-wise, I mean, this they just admitted, or they're in the process of admitting the new uh, female members. Yeah, I think 12 new female it's, members yeah. I read. Yeah. And um, Not to date this podcast too much, but does it, would it be a cool time to be in it was, experience at It the was club? a very cool time to be yeah. there. And, and, you know, there were ladies in the dining room with us as we had lunch. And, awesome. and I'd never experienced that before there because up to this point it, it was um, – 
you know, just men only. So right. a lot of changes there. And uh, it, it was a beautiful, clear, sunny day, you know, to add to it. Yeah, so that uh, helped. We then drove back up and uh, played the St. Andrew's Jubilee course. Okay. And then um, I committed treason by skipping the old course. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it, and we'll come back to why I skipped the old course. But it, my two buddies played the old that afternoon. Okay, but, and, but you've played it enough. I, 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 I played think. it a few times. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, our final day, we, we tied in two of my favorite courses in that area, Crail mm. and then Ely in, in the afternoon. Awesome. So it, uh, we really packed it in. I mean, my yeah. buddies played um, basically six different courses in four days, seven Jeez. rounds in four days. Yeah. I played six rounds in, in four days, and I, that's plenty of golf for me. I, yeah. and what made it very doable is that apart from that Muirfield day, we really only had one day of, of driving. Right. Um, everything else, you're right there. Crail and Ely are both within 20 minutes of St. Andrews. I didn't realize they were that close. Yeah, very, very yeah. close. So you don't have, we didn't have time in the car. We never really felt rushed. Um, it, it was, it's that relaxing pace. And I think you can play that amount of golf over there in that amount of time if you don't have big, long driving travel days in between right. rounds. And yeah. where, where people really kill themselves is the like 36 holes, get in the car, you're in the car two hours, you get in, have dinner, check into your hotel, you're Pass up the out. next morning. Yeah. Yeah, and next thing you know, like you don't even remember where you were or where you played. Right, and we've kind of discussed that too in previous podcasts on how not to overdo yourself on golf trips. And Because you had mentioned that story of the guy that was you had caddied for or something at Kings Barnes maybe saying like, yep. Oh yeah, what was that first course that we played? Or this, I can't remember what exactly the story was. Yeah. But like, and then he walked in on the sixteenth because yeah, he, he was just so dog tired. tired. Yeah. yeah, he um he just couldn't couldn't swing a club and was miserable. And you're thinking, you came over here and at sixty eight and you're playing like thirteen rounds in seven days. Yeah, you know, it's just it's pushing it. It's yeah. too much. Overload. Overload. Too much. Anyway, um, so take us through the experience. Well. I want to I want to hear about Muirfield, but let's do it chronologically. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it in order. Yeah. So, uh, new course. Yes. So, I think the new course works out perfectly. Uh, really, any of the St. Andrews Links courses, apart from the old course, work out really well for an arrival day round. Mm -hmm. So, we got in about 10 a.m., rented a, a car at Edinburgh Airport, and drove straight to to St. Andrews. We were in by 12:30 had a little bit of lunch, and then walked down to the new course. And, and tea times are, for the most part, first come, first served at, at the new course. Mm -hmm. So we walked up, said, hey, you know, when could you get us out? And they said, well, looking at it, you know, about 35 minutes. You say, perfect. Awesome. I'll roll some putts. Um, and generally speaking, that's usually how it goes with the new course. Yeah. Um, it's roughly the same with the Jubilee, although the waits are usually longer because you can pre-book some tee times oh, okay. on the Jubilee course. Um, but we went out and played the new course. And I, I'd say the new is, is challenging, but not overly challenging in right. that coming straight off the plane hadn't, you know, my buddies hadn't played Lynx golf in a while. I hadn't played Lynx golf in less time than that, but yeah. um, it was a perfect kind of ease and in, into the round. And the new course is 
by my account, severely underrated because it's sitting there by the old course. And if it was anywhere else in Scotland, it would be considered up there with, you know, some of the some of the top non-open rota courses. Right. And I th- the name itself is a misnomer, too, which we've discussed. Like, it's new. Like, in relation <laughs> to the old course, it's new. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. late 19th century new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's still got the, um, is it Old Tom Morris? Old that, Tom Morris, okay, yeah. yeah. So still got that, you know, St. Andrew's classic little links feel very much um, so but a, a good opening day round you would say perfect opening day yeah um the we went out there in the evening this this time of year we were there mid-june late june um is perfect because the days are very very long right. and the sun is setting you know 10 30 at night last lights like 11 yeah so the last official tea time on any of the courses is 6 30 p.m Wow. So you can really take your time and get yeah. out there and play. And, and fortunately, that's what we did. It was a little bit slow uh, for good reason because it was just a perfect day. And, and I think everybody and their brother w- wanted to be out playing. And just enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. it, we had a, a very, very fun day. Um, the new course is, is just kind of a a perfect intro kind of links 101 yeah so we then had our one big tiring day next where we woke up very early because uh, we needed to be at Muirfield for breakfast at 8 30 and Jeez, yeah. um really i think we ended up getting there about 8 15 so we, we yeah. left st andrews very very early um and <laughs> my buddy josh who was with us uh woke up and said guys hey i've been throwing up since like 3 a.m and we're thinking, oh no, because if you end up, yeah, you know, missing this day, that like Muirfield books out years and years in advance. Yeah. Um, we were fortunate to be playing it on a members-only day with a member, like doing the full deal. Right. And and he just resolutely stares for and he goes, "I'm playing it." <laughs> yes. Yes. And, so, and I know Josh, so so props yeah, to Josh. Yeah. For, yeah. For, for well that. done to Josh. And so we got in this rental car, and um, Josh brings a towel with him, thinking like, "Oh, I, I, if it really goes wrong in the car, I'm just going to throw up in this towel." Yeah. So I'm driving along, kind of bopping, you know, listening to some music. And in the back, I, I hear like, <laughs> I turned to Aaron in the car. I was like, hey, Aaron, is he throwing up? And we look back and Josh is there like throwing up all over the back of the car. Oh. And, and fortunately to Josh's credit, he didn't get all over the back of the okay, car. Good, he, he, he maintained it all within the towel. So we we pulled over to the edge of the motorway and, <laughs> and let Josh fish up. And he kind of pops back into the car and is like, okay feel better <laughs> and it what's what's funny i mean it's not funny but we knew muirfield was going to be a really big day so we had taken it really easy the night before yeah went went out had a burger and and we figure he just had some sort of 24-hour bug or food yeah. poisoning or something yeah but man i felt bad T- totally totally knocked him out hey i also want to add one other thing um I think I'm really bad luck for people when we're going to play Muirfield because my first time ever playing Muirfield, another buddy on the trip with me, now this is when I was at the University of St. Andrews, decided that he was going to go snowboarding for the first time way up in the highlands of of Scotland the day before our Muirfield round. I said to him, Matt, you know, careful because most people, the first time they go snowboarding, end up damaging their wrist or doing something right 
and he first time he ever touched snow with that snowboard, he got off the lift at the top of the mm-hmm. hill. I won't even say mountain because it's not really yeah. a mountain. Yeah. Uh, got off the lift and stepped his loose snowboard foot on the back of the snowboard and accidentally kicked it out and just absolutely destroyed his his ankle that was in the binding and oh. really sprained it, damaged all the ligaments and tendons. So he came back to St. Andrews. His ankle was the size of a basketball and he had just destroyed it. And just like Josh, he, he looked up to me and said, I'm playing Muirfield tomorrow. Oh, my so gosh. So we drove down to Muirfield the, the next morning, and both Josh and Matt uh, from years earlier, yeah, they, they played it. And Matt basically taped up his ankle as best he could and hobbled around Muirfield. And and I hope that communicates to everybody just how big and important around Muirfield is. Absolutely. And it's it's one of those (laughs) things, if you lock it up, like, come hell or high water, like, you're going to be playing it. it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, word to the wise, never play Muirfield with me because uh, more often than not, (laughs) you'll end up hurt or something. Just, like, don't don't fly with me. Don't fly with Ian. Don't play Muirfield with me. As enticing as the two sounds. No, um, but all right. So for those who don't know, um, Muirfield itself, the 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 day. I, sorry, I guess the, the Muirfield yes. experience. It's you do. Well, I'll, I'll let you explain it. But there's a big big lunch in, in between Correct. two very cool uh, rounds. Correct. So yeah. we arrive, or technically speaking, I mean they, this is really how, how to do it. You arrive in coat and tie. You have to. You you have to. And I think on some of the visitor days, you find some visitors don't, but. No. Arrive in coat and tie. Yep. You go in, you have a bacon roll and a coffee in the smoking room overlooking the course. You go back to the locker room, change into your golf clothes, and head out for a morning foursomes round. Now, foursomes over there, as we discussed in the Hagen Trophy episode, uh, that is alternate shot. Right. So you have a partner, and you guys alternate shots throughout the day. Now, typically, the lower handicap in the twosome tees off on the odd numbered holes so the lower handicap will tee off on the first and just like that you guys kind of rip around the course and and we discussed this in the Hagen Trophy episode but there's a way you do it where there are paths cut from the greens to the next fairway that completely bypass a tee box right so for instance if Ian and I are teammates I walk to the first tee Ian doesn't even walk to the first tee. He just walks to the first fairway. Grillin's a lower handicap, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I didn't mean that. That, that was subliminal. Um, <laughs> he, he just knows. He just knows. So yeah. he, I hit my tee shot, and Ian is already out in the fairway, and he walks to it. I walk from the, the tee just straight to the green. Right. Then Hopefully. I, yeah. I walk. Yeah, hopefully. And then I walk from one green straight to two fairway. I, I never even go to the tee box, and Ian, in turn, goes out to two tee box and plays. So you play much, much, much faster than right. if you were just playing a, a normal stroke play round. So you play in about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You walk back into the clubhouse. You shower in some of the best showers in golf. I mean, absolutely terrific showers. Power shower ranking. Power shower you. ranking, which we might even need to do an episode on. We, we, we it, might, yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, just Google power shower golf ranking. There will only be one thing that will come up. <laughs> There's one page that will come up. Yeah. Um, 
And I would say, I forget what I ranked them, 8.5, I think. Wow. Really That's stellar. Really, high. really, really stellar. Yeah. yeah. What we're talking, you know, first class uh, yeah. of showers here. And you change, <clears throat> excuse me, you change back into your coat and tie, mm-hmm. and then you go have a cocktail in the smoking room. And then after you finish up your cocktail, your your host kind of invites you through to the to the dining room where you have one of the most epic lunches in golf. And the dining room has these big communal tables, so all the groups are sitting together. Everyone's asking how the morning match went. Mm-hmm. You're all talking about golf. And, you know, Each group has a bottle of white and a bottle of red, and there's a fish course, a meat course, dessert, and then a cheese course. So <laughs> you, you have this enormous lunch that if done properly, takes about as long as the first round took. Right. So almost a two and a half hour lunch. You then go back to the smoking room and have a glass of, of Kimmel, uh, which is a traditional liqueur that you, you have at kind of really high-end golf clubs. And you'll hear some people call it Kimmel. Um, I've heard it both ways. I've always said Kimmel. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you're kind of staggering around thinking, Oh, I've got to play golf again. So, some staggering more than others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go back into the locker room, back into golf clothes, back out to the first tee. And this time, Ian tees off on the odd holes. I would tee off on the even holes. And that way, each of us hits every tee shot on the course. Right. And over the course of two rounds, you've kind of played every hole as you would in a normal stroke play thing. Right. So you're not missing out on anything. Yes. Yeah. And the, the strategy here is the host generally will very aggressively pour drinks throughout lunch to his opponents and then kind of hold back himself a little bit yeah. to where if he's down... He knows that you know, you're going to be kind of He's seeing two balls on the first tee yeah. <laughs> uh, as he sits there kind of chuckling, thinking, oh, I've got this in the bag. Right, yeah. Um, so it is one of the legendary days in golf, and it is just very, very special. I yeah. absolutely love that place, and they, um, they, to boot, have one of the best golf courses in Scotland. Of course, and we yeah. could go into it. We've already dedicated probably too much time here at, to, to Muirfield, but it is one of the quintessential links courses and is very important kind of in the grand scheme of links courses because it, it was one of the first that differed from a traditional out and back um, routing, right. which would mean kind of nine holes out along the coast, and then you play nine holes back. Right. Muirfield actually has two loops of nine, which is then uh, kind of what we've found ever since. So right. not, not necessarily on all links courses, but... You, you see, see a it. lot. I mean, think about the old course, like the there yeah, you know, out and old back. course out and back, new out and back, Jubilee out and back, North Berwick out and back, all of them. Right. And and Muirfield really changed that up. And part of the challenge is because you're constantly changing directions, the wind is never hitting you at, from the same direction right. on any two holes in a row. Um, so out and back, you kind of have like wind into you on the front nine and downwind on the back or crosswind right. on the front, crosswind on the back. At Muirfield, you never get comfortable because you're always facing the wind in a different direction. Right. Absolutely. I think uh, in the um, one of the uh, columns that Gil Hans did in a recent issue, he, he actually mentioned it was about routing and he mentioned yep. Muirfield very heavily yep. that, you know, in regards to that. It's a um, one of the seminal designs. Definitely. So that uh, that kind of wraps up that day. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We then got back into the car. Um, I was the designated driver, so I, I took it pretty darn easy at, at lunch. Yeah, and smart. Yeah, drove yeah. us down to North Berwick, which is about ten minutes down the road, and right. which is a very charming little village. And we just had a little walk around the 18th and first holes, and uh, had a coffee in town, and then drove back up to St Andrews. Right. Um, so one of the best days in golf, oh, hands yeah. down. That's amazing. Very special. The next morning, we woke up, and it was sideways rain, dark skies, 30-mile-an-hour winds. Armageddon had arrived, and uh, we were prepared for it. We had all of our rain gear. We had everything. My one mistake is I, I brought a very old pair of golf shoes that uh, Ian knows. I, I kind of, for a guy who works in the golf industry, I play with some remarkably old things sometimes. He, he does. And yes. I, I bought uh, these pair of shoes probably nine years ago. And turns out their waterproofing has kind of diminished over the years. Yeah. But um, we played the Jubilee course. And over the past few years, they've steadily made the Jubilee course, uh, I would say, easier. They've mm. removed a lot of the gorse. They've widened a lot of the fairways. And I, it's one of the most enjoyable courses in town now, largely because it's, it has a lot of memorable holes in big dunes that almost feel like Ireland in really? places. Yeah. So we played the Jubilee in a sideways rain, um, you know, raining up your your pants and up your jacket. You know, you're just thinking, oh, man. The hard stuff's not coming down for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that sort of deal. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, we hung in there and finished and all of a sudden lightning and thunder rolls in and we we walked down to the old course starter we didn't have an old course tea time and we said hey has anybody canceled this afternoon and he looks up and said be back in 30 minutes so uh at that point i decided it was time for me to stop squishing in my shoes and I went up into the town, and I, I had a hot meal and took all my rain gear off and yeah. and settled in. My two good buddies decided we're going back out. And I, I think that made for the second and third times that they had ever played the old. Okay. And credit to them, the weather cleared, and it really? became an incredible evening by the second hole. Wow. So I ended up taking a nap, waking up, seeing the rain had stopped, and I walked all the way out to the 11th green. So I, I out to the furthest point of the course, mm -hmm. and I walked the back nine with them, oh, cool. kind of catting, which was just perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd actually seen, I, I, I know the guys that he was playing with, and I'd seen photos, I was like, that looks like a lot of rain. Like, because uh, one of your buddies was teeing off with on standing 18, water in front of standing 18. standing water, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Between I, the tee and the, uh, and the Swilkin Bridge. Exactly. It yeah. had been I, inches of rain while we were playing the Jubilee. Um, now, for those who are going to send in hate mail and, and death threats that I skipped playing the old course. You've played it. Yeah. Played. I went to the University of St. Andrews. I've played it hundreds of times. Literally. And to be out there catting for my buddies as they played it and got to see it again, that, that was all I could ask for. It. it was just perfect. Absolutely. Um, so all of a sudden you realize this 
this big golf trip is almost coming to a close. So we had our final day and we played, as I mentioned earlier, Crail's Balcomi course. That's kind of the original old course there. Mm-hmm. And then we played Ely. And both of those are in villages in what's called the East Nook of Fife. So Fife is the, the county that St. Andrews is in. And the East Nook is this kind of series of very picturesque, charming fishing villages. Right. So we started at Crail. And after having kind of been beat up the day before, you know, 36 in the rain for those guys, Crail was, was just kind of the perfect balm for everything. It's short par 69 i believe about 5800 yards and um we had nothing but sun perfect and we we played the course uh really really enjoyed it um and finished up and thought man could this get any better so we drove down to another one of those villages called anstruther and we parked up in anstruther and ate lunch at the anstruther fish shop or fish bar, excuse me, which is uh, has been voted best fish and chips in Scotland at one point. So really big, big deal. Yeah. And we had a huge, we kind of recreated the Muirfield lunch. Um, <laughs> you know, imagine this is a fish and chips place and, and Josh and Aaron actually ordered a bottle of wine <laughs> with lunch. Um, okay, just couldn't get enough. They yeah, gave you wanted that experience back. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so we finished up there and then had plenty of time to then drive down probably another 10, 15 minutes to Ely. Mm-hmm. And pulled into Ely about an hour early and the starter said, first tea is yours. So... We teed off at Ely, and they, I, Ely has solidified itself as one of my favorite courses in Scotland. Yeah, I just love that place. It's short, uh, but was very windy when we played, and was very challenging. I mean, yeah. if you've ever wanted to play a really tough sixty-two hundred-yard course, just wait for a thirty-mile-an-hour wind to, to pick up in Scotland. Um, but I, I'd say that between Crail and Ely, you have two very different feels. Um, Ely has some really interesting quirky greens and I'd say Crail has kind of flatter greens um, but some really interesting holes like cape holes that kind of go out around bays where you bite off as much as you can and I think they make for a perfect 36 hole day because neither beat you up right Um, it, it was just relaxing and we finished the trip kind of all looked at each other and thought man, is there a better way to, to have finished this thing? Yeah. Because those two courses end reminding you that golf is supposed to be fun and you're supposed to relax and you're supposed to enjoy it. Right. And, you know, we just had fun. We didn't worry about scores. We just went out and, and had a ball. The, those, are, those are the best days, too, when you're just, like, out there with best buddies, perfect weather, like... That's Ugh, exactly right. Just not thinking about scores. Just get, get out there and hit the ball around on a, on a beautiful day. Like, that's, that's exactly just, right. Yeah, amazing. And then we drove to further date this podcast. We drove back to St. Andrews, where it was um, a graduation for the university oh, students. Cool. Yeah, and um, we went to a, uh, a graduate university party um, that one of my friends was putting on for his daughter, who's graduating. Oh, so, cool. congratulations, Alexa! And I, Ian uh, knows who Alexa is as well. So that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Congrats, Alexa, on graduating. Um, it was a perfect trip, and honestly, because we fit in so many rounds, it felt like we had been there a week. Yeah, and was, it was only it was only like, what four days, four right? days really. Yeah, yeah. and we uh, packed up our stuff, woke up early the next morning, and drove to Dundee, Scotland, which mm-hmm. is just north, 
and uh, you have to pass through Dundee to get to Carnoustie. So some people will will recognize it from their past travels. Right. And we returned our rental car and got on the train from Dundee to London, where we met uh, my wife and Aaron's wife and our other friends. So it was kind of a perfect balance because yeah. at that point. The trip restarts. You know, you're kind of on a, a totally new golf trip, and yeah. it it was actually perfect because my two buddies I was with um, dropped their clubs in St. Andrews and ship sticked them back to the states, so they didn't have to they didn't have to to drive around and uh, deal with their their have clubs. To lug golf or, clubs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then your you, Lucy and uh, and. Aaron's wife Stacy and the rest of your your friends they stayed in London and they went shopping and exactly stuff like yep. that and then uh, we headed down to the Isle of Wight um, which is an island just off the the south coast of England where we um, went to a beautiful wedding and just got back uh, night before last and um, it was kind of a perfect balance of golf and non golf and having golfers on a trip with non golfers on a trip and. I, I would just do it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely, it sounds sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to looking forward to doing one of those in the near future um, yeah. with, with good buddies and well, uh, and you know, just having a blast. So, well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, we love talking about it. Love talking about Scotland anytime we can. Um, if you want to find more content, visit us at linksmagazine.com. Once you're there, you can subscribe to Links Digital, which is the free e-magazine. You can subscribe to Links Magazine, our, our print product. You can also sign up for the emails we send out where you kind of get firsthand, first quick tips. Where are we going? Where have we been? What are we doing? Um, so with that, we'll wrap this one up. And if you want to if you want to call Graylin's cell phone, it's 828 <laughs> to talk about Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just parade him for making us all envious. But yeah, true. Yeah. Or skipping the old course. Or skipping the old course. Yeah. No, his number is. Yeah. No. Um, don't well, do that. Well, it's been uh, it's been a fun episode, Ian. For I sure. Really for sure. It. I always love talking to Scottish golf with you. Perfect. Speak more next time. For sure.